So I need to restart this. Mm. There. <laughs> okay. Hello. Welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Yes, the danger of desire. The danger of desire. Y'all come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Please come on in. Definitely praying. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. I thank God for Cry West Morgan. I, I first heard that song um, as I was, you know, in the car and it came on and it blessed me. Like it literally blessed me. And when you, um, when you literally, hold on, I'm trying to get, okay. When you, when you, and it was like, if you say you one more time, listen, good afternoon, everybody. Yes, I had to come on today at 1130. Um, my godson is graduating today um, at uh, 1. And so I couldn't do this at 12 to 1 because I have to be in line by 1230 because they're not allowing us to come inside the building. Um, inside the building. Um, so it's like a little drive around parade. So, um Yes, but I thank you all for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Um, when I do, turns into I don't, the wows of the vows is the ministry, the marriage ministry that God had given me. And so um, I thought this was a great book to teach from, um, 366 Devotions for Couples, Mr. and Mrs. Um, for this year, for 2021, and we're heading into June. And so we're halfway, you know, through and so today is may 24th 2021 and our, our bible study topic today is the danger of desire and as y'all can see on the screen it says are you reaching out to take someone else's gift and as i was studying this um that was a question that's asked in this devotion and so a lot of people doesn't don't think that um taking something from somebody is something that we have a desire for or desire to do and so i really want to discuss um and then when i saw the scripture that they had used to come through i said robin joanna league and honey y'all y'all doing this thing right here because we can all be encouraged and know the danger of desire there is nothing wrong with having desires there's nothing wrong with having a husband there's nothing wrong with having a wife there's nothing wrong with being in relationships there's nothing wrong with having the finer things in life there's nothing wrong for wanting good there's nothing wrong with having good but what makes it wrong is when you you steal kill and destroy to get what you want because of the desire of your flesh Amen. And I'm going to say that again. Because of the desire, because of what you want and the desire of your flesh, which causes some people to go into killing, stealing, and destroying because of what your flesh wants and not what your spirit man needs. Amen. And so this is going to be a great lesson on today. And listen, when God gave me this marriage ministry, it was to bring deliverance to marriages. It was bringing, it was for me to bring deliverance to the mind, deliverance to the act, deliverance to words, deliverance to self, to be delivered from the areas that you struggle with that's stopping you from having a healthy marriage, that's stopping you from having a healthy relationship, that's stopping you from having your heart's desire according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have the desires of our heart, but we must do it his way and not our way. We must desire what he wants and not desire, well, we must desire what he needs, what we need and not what we want. 
Amen. Because when you are in the will of God and when you are a servant of the Most High God and you're walking in obedience, you can have what you want and what you need. As long as you're doing it righteously, as long as you're doing it godly, as long as, long as you're doing it the right way, you can have what you want. Yeah, someone said you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, you can. You can have your cake and eat it too if you're going to do things the right way. If you're going to do it the Lord's way, if you're going to do it the way that he has called us to have it and to do it in Jesus name. So, yes, in Jesus name, you can have whatever you like. And I say that in my T.I.'s voice. Amen. Amen. And so, God, I thank you on today. I thank you right now, God. And God, I come to you just as humbly as I know how. No other way but through Jesus Christ. I know that Jesus Christ is interceding for me. I know that Jesus Christ is standing in the gap for me. I know that I cannot get to God unless I go to Jesus Christ first who intercedes on my behalf. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, closing my right mind with the activities of my limbs. I thank you for being my life. I thank you for being the head of my life. I thank you, Jesus, for allowing me and my husband to see 27 years of marriage. And I'm grateful and I'm humble because God, I know that it has been nobody but you. And yes, Lord, the first 10 years were hell but God but God you kept me even when I didn't want to be kept you pushed me even when I didn't want to be pushed you held on to me even when I wanted to let go God you have carried me you have shown me you have stood the time with me and I'm grateful and I'm humble and I want to let somebody on today know that you can have your cake and eat it too as long as you got God on your side as long as you are walking with him as long as you're carrying him with you as long as he is in your marriage he is the head of your marriage he is the head of you and your spouse in the mighty name of Jesus Jesus. I want somebody to know on today the danger of desire. The danger of desire. So Lord, I thank you. Give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Give me clarity and instruction so that you will get the glory out of my story. You will get the glory out of their story. You will get the glory out of the teachings, out of the messages, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because somebody needs to be healed. Somebody needs to be restored. Somebody needs to be helped. Somebody needs to be delivered. Somebody needs to know the true word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And somebody needs to know that the blood still works. But somebody, there's others that also need to know that it's a choice. If you choose to do what is right, you can have what you want. If you choose to do what is necessary according to the word of God, you can have what you want. 
But because of the flesh, I bind it in the name of Jesus. I bind up negativity. I bind up maliciousness. I bind up sowing discord. I bind up division. I bind up the naysayer. I bind up the negative tongue. I bind up everything that is not like the Lord. I bind it in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, I bind it in the mighty I bind it in the name of Jesus. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, I choose to live for the Lord. I choose to live right. I choose Jesus. I choose righteousness. I choose holiness. I choose godliness. I choose to love the way that Jesus loves me and others. I choose to do what is right in the name of Jesus. And I choose to teach the gospel of the good news. I choose to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I choose to give the word of God. I choose to be martyred because of the Lord. I choose those that come against me because of the word of God. I choose to take a stand for the Lord. I choose to take darts for the Lord. I choose to take hell from the people because of the Lord. I choose because I know that he's got me. I know that he covers me. I know that he surrounds me. I know that he's not going to allow nothing or no one to take me out because the blood still works. And Lord God, I thank you for everybody that is on this live on today. The ones I can see and the ones that I can't see. The ones that are watching that I can see and the ones that I that are watching that I can't see. God, I ask you to touch their hearts, their minds, their spirit right now in the name of Jesus. That it will learn how to stand on their own two feet without hiding behind the scenes in the name of Jesus. That they will take a stand in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, God bless you, Minister Laquanda. God bless you, Evangelist Cynthia. God bless you, God bless you. This message, I'm telling y'all, and I prayed. I prayed this prayer, but before I even came on, I prayed a personal prayer. Because I'm going to need God to hold my mule. Because when I was studying this and preparing it for today, I said, good God Almighty, this right here. It's about to be the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. And that's why I wanted to put here right here on the screen. Are you reaching out to take someone else's gift? Lord have mercy because it's written right here. Amen. Who, Lord have mercy, give me strength. Again, this teaching is from Rob and Joanna Legan. And I thank God for the resources that has been left for us to help the people, including ourselves. Amen. Amen. May 24, 2021. The danger of desire. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. And I tell y'all, y'all, when I was looking at this yesterday, I said, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord. Some of y'all may know what that scripture is, but when I start reading it, y'all gonna be like, oh, yeah, she about to go there. 2 Samuel 11, 2 and 3, it says, One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. 
Now, before I can even go farther, I have a question. How many of you have seen someone, whether it was a woman or whether it was a man, and the first thing you do to your friend is find out who that is? Because I want to talk to him or I want to talk to her. I need to get his number. I need to get her number. And then because of that, once that desire sets in, once that lust sets in, once your flesh begins to thrive for that thing, you don't care who it belongs to. You're going to want it. You are going to want it and you're going to do everything in your power to get it. And then you're going to try everything in your power to keep it. But what some of you don't understand is this. If it does not belong to you and you are taking something that belongs to somebody else, that thing or that person will only last but for a moment. Because what God has for you, it is for you. And can't no devil in hell come and take it from you. But if you lose it for a moment, trust when I say the Lord will bring that thing or bring that person back around to you. Because from the beginning, it was yours. It is yours. But Satan is cunning. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He comes to do three things and then some. Steal, kill, and destroy. Lord, have mercy. Help me in this place. That's why I said when I began to study this thing, I said, Lord, I can't even get past the scripture. I can't even get to the lesson because I'm thinking in Ten Commandments. The Listen, Lord, have mercy. In Exodus chapter 20. See, this thing, listen, y'all think this thing ain't real. But see, that was one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Let me read something to you. And I've been talking about preaching on this thing and I haven't just yet. But let me tell you something. In Exodus chapter 20, and y'all know me, you should have your Bibles, you should have your notepads, and you should have your pens. And write these scriptures, and y'all can go back and read this thing for yourself. But listen right here. Chapter uh, Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, and it reads, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is, and the word is, is slanted. That means that is, is pacific. That means I don't care what it is, you are not to take it. You are not to cover it. You are not to steal it. You are not to destroy it. You should not have something that does not belong to you. It belongs to somebody else, but because of your flesh and what your flesh thinks that you want and you really don't need it, it's going to cause you to go and take someone else's gift that does not belong to you. Why did why did she why did this this right here this this thing says gift? Because we are a gift. Children are a gift from the Lord. We are a gift. A man that finds a wife, finds a good thing, and finds favor of the Lord. Because we're the good thing. Whether anybody else thinks that we're the good thing or not. But God created us in his image. And he told us that we're the good gift. We're the good one. We're great. We're awesome. Is there evil people in this world? By choice. 
these people in this world, they choose to be evil. They choose to be conniving. They choose to be deceitful. They choose to be murderers. They choose to steal. They choose to be a thief. They choose to be that person. But from the beginning, it was not so. But when sin entered, when sin entered into the garden, when Lucifer wanted to be God and wanted to covet what God had, God said, no, there can only be one boss. There can only be one ruler. There can only be one main man. And you, sir, will not take nothing that I created. I created you. You see, that's what happens. We find ourselves in these places and we get we get beside ourselves. We start feeling ourselves. We're still knowing we're still wet behind the ears. But the scripture tells us that that nor anything that is thy neighbors. So who's a neighbor? Those that are next to us. Not just a neighbor that lives next door to us. But those who stands next to us, those who we see, those strangers, families, leaders, congregation, grocery store clerks, people on the interstate, those are our neighbors. How do I, well, how can I say that? Because he said, you are to love your neighbor more than you love yourself. At the end of the day, what are you taking that doesn't belong to you? But it belongs to your neighbor. Listen. Lord have mercy. Oh Jesus. Listen. To covet is to wish. To have the possession of others. It goes beyond simply admiring. Someone else's possessions. Or thinking. I like to have one of those. Coveting. Includes envy. Resenting the fact that others have what you don't. God knows. However, that possessions never make anyone happy for long. Since only God can supply all our needs, true contentment is found only in him. When you begin to feel covetousness, try to determine if a more basic need is standing beyond your envy. For example, you may covet someone's success. Not because you want to take it away from him, but because you would like to feel as appreciated by others as he is. If this is the case, pray that God will help you deal with your resentment and meet your basic need. How many, listen, Lord have mercy. Hey, good afternoon, uh, Zakia. Let me, listen to this. How many of you women, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if men done it, but I, me, I've done it. Long, long, I, I used to do it. And I don't know where y'all are, but how many of you saw a, 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 a couple, a, a, a man and a girl? How many of you, and come on, be honest with yourself. You ain't got to say me on in the comment, but I'm going to say me because I've done it. How many of you saw a man and a girl and say, why he with her? I mean, really? Like, he cannot do no better than that? I mean, shoot. <laughs> hey, I holler at him. I go over there. I do what it, what needs to be done. Y'all not gonna tell. I'm listen. I'm not the only one. I've been around some chicks who have said it. I listen. I've been that person where literally. I listen. I said I've done it. 
Let me just say, I I don't know if it's Zakia is still on here, but I had to share one of my testimonies with Zakia a few months back about how that I made a choice to stay in a relationship with the guy, which was my youngest son's father, knowing to find out that he had a girlfriend, I made a choice to stay. Why? Because I thought I was better looking. I thought he, he would have been better off being with me. I thought this is where he needed to be. I thought this is what he, he wanted me more than he wanted her because he was with me. I thought, and that's what we think. Oh, come on. I knew when I began to read this message, I already knew. Lord, have mercy. Because that's what some of us do. We think that we think that we, we don't even know. He, is, he didn't fall in love with this girl because of her looks, I'm sure. Because we look at her like, mm, like, why is he with her? Oh, so she thinks she all oh, this, that, because, I mean, she got this fine brother on her arm. I know y'all done said it. I know, because some of you, I heard. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, that's where it's been. And when we look at David, he had plenty of concubines. He had plenty of wives. But then you see this woman over here with a man that's working for you and that's in the army or whatever the case may be. And you say, oh, I got to have her because you done got beside yourself. You think you better than the next. You think that you can do something that they can't. That, that's, that's all it is. Oh, well, if she can't do it, then I know that I can. Oh, oh, he, oh, this is what they got going on there. Well, if he's doing that for her, I want some of that too. <laughs> Just, I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. It's the truth anyhow. This is how so many relationships get broken up. This is how so many marriages get broken up. Because somebody wants what somebody else has. When you when not even realizing, you can have. You can be married too. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Where, 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 where was I? Listen to this. Listen. What was I? Ah. I missed my spot. Where was I at? Where was I at? Hey, Brother Walter. I lost my place. But anyway, moving on from there. But, oh, that's where I went. I made, I moved my thing. Listen, I got to finish. I got to finish reading this like this. Listen. I got to finish this. Listen. Right here, it says, um, if this is the case, pray that God will help you deal with your resentment and meet your basic needs. We, why is it that we got to have more than what we have? Why is it that we can't be satisfied with what we have? Hey, Rachel, why is it that we got that that we're just never our flesh is never satisfied? Yes, God bless us with the more than enough, but it must be sent by God. Right. So moving on from there. Listen, our Bible lesson goes ahead and reads. Keep the eye on the time. OK, God feels this world feels F-I-L-L-S. God feels this world with beauty and wonderful experiences to enjoy. He showers us with blessings and he's pleased by our joy and gratitude. Problems arise when we covet what he's given to others or we seek to please ourselves instead of him. David had choices when he encountered another man's beautiful wife. He could avert his eyes and persevere her honor and dignity. He could thank God for giving his loyal soldier a lovely wife. He could ask the Lord to renew his love and devotion to the wives he already had. Instead, he surrendered to his emotions. And that right there 
is what some of us do. We surrender to our emotions. We surrender to our feelings. We surrender to our flesh. When we should be surrendering to the Lord. It said he lusted. He lied. We're talking about David. David lusted. David lied. And David murdered a man to satisfy his own desire. His own desires. And here's where the question was asked. Are you reaching out to take someone else's gift? Or are you craving a relationship? Are you craving a reward? Are you craving a recognition outside of God's will at this time? Are you tempted to grab what you want instead of appreciating what you have? God promises peace and contentment. When you find your life in him, lean into his goodness. He is enough. To satisfy every longing of your heart. Now. Here's my notes. So this is what I got. When I was studying this on yesterday. Our Bible study lesson is. The danger of desire. I believe that some of you really don't understand. The danger of what you desire. When it's not according to righteousness. And it's according to your flesh. Amen. So now I want to read first before I get into 2 Samuel. I want to read Psalms 37. And y'all know this is one of my favorite scriptures. Psalms 37 starting at the first verse says this. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And wither as the green herb. Verse 3 says. Trust in the Lord. And do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. Verse 4 says. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. And verse 6 says, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. And again, verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. And forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. And verse 11 says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of grace. And verse, I'm going to jump all the way to 25 because David said, I have been young and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Now, we'll turn over to 
the Bible lesson, the Bible study lesson scripture is 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. But I'm going to read the first verse. So I'm going to read 2 Samuel chapter 11, 1, 2, and 3. And I may walk through this, but I may not. It just all depends how much time I have. But the point of the, the, point of the matter is this. And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbi but David tarried still at Jerusalem meaning David stayed at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening time, evening time, which means evening time, that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Verse 3 says, And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And I'll stop right there just for a moment. And I want to say this to you. Sin destroys our desires. Sin destroys our desires. Boom. Sin destroys our desires. We'll want a car. We'll want a house. We'll want children. We'll want money. We'll want clothes, shoes. We want the finer things in life. We want a husband. We want a wife. But the way we go about it determines how we receive our desire because if god gives us the heart of our desire he's not going to give you that desire when you're in sin and i can prove it to you in the word i will prove it to you in the word and destroys the desire god has for us exactly listen now David tried to cover up his sin. In verse 6 it says, And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was coming to him, David demanded of him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat, from the king but Uriah slept at the door of the king's house 
with all the servants of his Lord and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David sent, said unto Uriah, Come thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down into your house? And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house? to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife as thou livest as thou soul liveth i will not do this thing Uriah was telling david we are in war <laughs> listen this right here we are in war and when you are in war you shouldn't be eating you shouldn't be drinking you shouldn't be having sex you shouldn't be doing anything but staying before the lord Staying at his feet, fasting and praying because you are at war. And when you're full or you're not sober because you're drinking and you're partying all night long, how can you win any war if you're not sober? How can you be diligent if you're not sober? How can you be diligent if you're not sober? How can you make decisions if you're not sober? How can you make better choices if you're not sober? How can you think right if you're not sober? How can Uriah said we are in war and you want me to go down here and do all these things and we are in war y'all don't hear me listen this thing right here bless me I need to tell you what the phrase she was purified from her uncleanness. It means that Bathsheba had just completed the purification rites following menstruation. Thus, she could not have already been pregnant by her own husband when David slept with her. Cause it's against the, it's against biblical law for women to be touched when they're menstruating. It's against biblical law for any man to lie with any woman while she's in her uncleanness. Y'all, this right here. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, I don't even, I cannot even begin to even get y'all to understand. Listen, if you got to go and read for yourself Leviticus chapter 15, 19 through 30, it will give you more information on the purification, the rites that Bathsheba had to perform. So you have to understand that David put both Bathsheba and Joab in a difficult situation. Now, can I go all the way back a little bit? Let me go back to David's son. When David's son desired his sister because he thought that's what he wanted because she was beautiful. But because he had this desire to have his sister, him and his friend or a relative plotted to get his sister into that place for him to lie with her and rape his sister. Because again, sin destroys our desires that God is trying to bless us with 
concerning his righteousness. Yes, I will. Let's do this. Exodus. My bad. My bad. Listen, Exodus. This will tell you about coveting. Exodus 2017. Um, that's about coveting. I'll go ahead and give you that one. And then I want you to read Psalms. Just read the whole book of Psalms 37. The whole thing going to bless you. Psalms 37. And I read 1 through 10. But read the whole, read the whole passage of scripture. And then here is our Bible study, our Bible study lesson. Scripture is second is second Samuel Second Samuel chapter 11 and you can read read the whole just read all 11 1 through 27 well actually you know what good God read let me just do this read chapters uh, let me just say this right here read because I'm I can't give y'all all this I could boy, boy if I could read chapters Read chapters. Second Samuel eleven and chapter and chapter twelve. Read that, that'll help you right there. Boom. I think that's all the scriptures that I that I all the scriptures that I read so far. Just read those. Okay. Listen. Y'all. Listen. I stopped at 11, so at 12. And David said to Uriah, wait here today also and tomorrow, and I will let you uh, depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and tomorrow. So David was like, okay, so he's not going to do anything outside of the war. He's not going to sleep with his wife. He's not going to drink. He's not going to do these things. So I'm going to have to do something. So verse 13 said, and when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. David got him drunk. <laughs> and at evening, he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but went not down to his wife. He still didn't make it home. How many of you gotten drunk and hadn't made it home? <laughs> How many of you have gotten drunk and had not made it home? Verse 14 says, and it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, listen, and I need y'all to hear me well. David wrote a letter and said, set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire you from him that he may be smitten and die. So David got him drunk, but still couldn't get him to sleep with his wife because he didn't got Bathsheba pregnant. And uh, uh, Uriah would have known that it was not his uh, by him because he was not able to lie with his wife because she was in her menstrual cycle. Y'all not hearing me. 16 says, and it came to pass when Joab observed the city. That he assigned Uriah unto a place where he knew that billiant men were. 
And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messenger, saying, When thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king, and if so be that the king's wrath arise, and he say unto you, Wherefore approach ye so nigh unto the city when ye did fight? Knew you not that they would shoot from the wall? They was, listen, they was telling, did you not know they was going to shoot from the wall? Who smote Abimelech, the son of Jerubbish? Did not a woman cast a piece of millstone upon him from the wall that he died in the beds? Why went ye nigh the wall? Then say thou, thy servant Uriah, the Hittite, is dead also. So the messenger went and came and showed David all that Joab had, said, had sent him for. And the messenger said unto David, Surely the men prevailed against us and came out unto us into the field. And we were upon them even unto the entering of the gate. And the shooters shot from off the wall upon thy servants. And some of the king's servants be dead. And thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, Thou shalt say unto Joab, Let not this thing displease you. For the sword devours one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city, and overthrow it, and encourage thou him. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. Now listen. Now mind you, David's response to Uriah's death seems flippant and insensitive. While he grieved deeply for Saul and Abner, his rivals. Really? So you don't, you, you didn't even do that. for Listen, uh, I, I got to stay focused. He showed no grief for Uriah, a good man with strong spiritual character why david had become callous to his own sin the only way he could cover up his first sin which was adultery was to sin again and soon he no longer felt guilty for his wrong actions feelings are not reliable guides for determining right and wrong deliberate Repeating sinning had delulled David's sensitivity to God's law and others' rights. The more you try to cover up a sin, the more insensitive you become toward it. Don't become hardened to sin as David did. Confess your wrong actions to God before you forget they are sins. The question was asked, why are people running around here and doing so much wrong and not feeling guilty from it? It's because they're sinning after sinning after sinning after sinning. They're continually doing wrong after wrong after wrong after wrong. And they're no longer being sensitive to the sin. They're no longer being sensitive to the wrong. They're now justifying every sinful act. They're now justifying every sinful wrong. That is why we should not have to ask the question, 
Why are they doing that? Because they're in sin. Do they not see that they're wrong? No, because you got to continue to mask the sin. And when you and then when you continue to mask it, you forget that it's sin. You'll forget that it's wrong. You'll forget that it's there. You'll forget about your mama. You'll forget about your daddy. You'll forget about your husband. You'll forget about your wife. You'll forget about your children because your flesh is now danger. Your flesh is now in danger because of the desire of your flesh. And now you don't care who you hurt. Now you don't care who's connected. Now you don't care why. All you care about is enjoying the wrong. <laughs> now you only care about fixing this problem yourself. But you're, but you're not fixing it. You're making it worse. Because you're, you're lying, you're being malicious, you're being deceitful, you're killing, you're destroying. Now you're, you're oh Lord have mercy. So now you're drinking with the, now you're drinking and getting others drunk to cover up your sin. Uriah, he didn't, listen, thank you Holy Spirit. It never said that Uriah didn't drink. What it said was that Uriah wasn't drinking because he was in war and he needed to stay focused. He needed to keep himself together. But because David kept pushing, because he was pushing while trying to cover up what he had going on. Period. Bless you, Evangelist Cynthia. Thank you. So with that being said, sin destroys destroys our desires our desires is supposed to be good it's supposed to be good that we desire it's supposed to be good that we desire to do good we desire to have a husband we desire to have a wife it's good to to desire a promotion it's good to desire to to have good relationships you're supposed to have those desires. That's why Psalm 37 tells us, but we're not supposed to be doing it like the evildoers. And we're not supposed to be doing it because we're envying what they have. Listen, this is what I wrote in my note when I was studying this. And I'm almost done. I'm about done. Sometimes when people are jealous of you or they envy you or what you have, they will want you to be in sin to justify their sin. They don't want to act alone. They get joy when they see you fall. They get joy out of seeing you not holier than them. They get joy in knowing you're just like them and you are now just as worse as they are. <laughs> that's just that's it David said when I was young and now I'm old I never saw the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread that means that means when you are literally standing for the Lord when you are literally when you're literally holding on when you are literally diligently seeking God when you are standing strong and holding on and you're you're in war we are in war 
We're in war with our flesh. We're in war with our mind. We're in war with our spirit. We're in war with people. We're in war on our jobs. We're in war with our children. We're in war with our marriages. We're in war. We're in war. We're in war in this pandemic. We're in war with this COVID. We're in war with the government. We're in war. We're in war. That is where we are. And people today in this society is making it seem like right is wrong and wrong is right. The devil is a liar. Will the real, the real Christian stand up? Will the real Christians stand up? Will the real Christians take a stand? For righteousness, for holiness. It seems like today in this society, in this world we're living in right now today, that it's like everybody's out for their own. They're not caring about you. They're not caring about their husband. They're not caring about their wife. They're not caring about their children. Now it's like the Christians are joining the sinners and the unbelievers. That's the truth. That's the truth. And we are missing that God is the only one we should be focusing on. But we got our focus on depression. We got our focus on homosexuality. We got our focus on drunkards. We got our focus on drug addicts. We got our focus on betrayal. We got our focus on who's doing this and who's doing that. And now because we're focusing on it, now we didn't join them. <laughs> now we didn't join them. Now, now you got people out here in the world. Now they, now they, and they fall back on. Well, the Lord knows my heart. He knows, he knows my struggle. He knows, he knows I'm trying. Well, if you're falling back into sin, you ain't trying hard enough. Because we should not allow the evil doers or the wickedness of this world to pull us back into sin. To cause us to take from somebody or to take something from somebody that does not belong to us. This, this is this, yeah, this is about David and Bathsheba, but it's about sin and how one sin will turn into one small sin, will turn into a medium sin, the medium sin will turn into a major sin, but at the end of the day, it's all sin. There's no white sin, there's no black sin, there's no small sin, there's no large sin, it's all sin. Sin is sin. Period. Because you're judging me. No, I'm not judging you, I'm telling you what is right. Whether you're a believer or whether you're an unbeliever, at the end of the day, what's moral? What do you see that's morally right, morally wrong? Because see, everybody, everybody don't sin. Some things are weights. But what are weights? Hatred, uh, envy, jealousy, you know, uh, weights of depression. We're oppressed on both sides. Um, the weight of the world, our jobs getting on our nerves, our, uh, the, the things are just falling on us, and we can't. But Jesus says, you, you cast all this stuff on Him because He cares for you. He can carry the cross. He carried His own cross. Sure, so sure, sure enough, He can carry your stuff. Now I can't carry Jesus stuff, but Jesus can carry my stuff, and I give it to Him every day. I was giving it to Him today. 
Because I don't want to die and go to hell. And I don't want you to die and go to hell. I want y'all to get this. Get the gospel of the good news. You need Jesus. You need salvation. You need deliverance. You need help. But because people are suffering in silence, because they're afraid they're going to be judged. They're, they're afraid that people are going to walk away from them. And that may be the case. Because there are just certain people who don't want to be around the negativity. They don't want to be around all of that. They got enough stuff going on on their own. But we're supposed to be helpers one to another. We're supposed to be helpers one to another. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It should always be made about God. It should always be made be made about God. But we're but listen. I've seen so much justification and these and, and this this 2020 and going right into 2021. I ain't never seen so much justification in my life. People are justifying why they're doing wrong, justifying why they're throwing in a towel, justifying why they're falling short. It's crazy. And I'm just like, and these are leaders. <laughs> I'm telling y'all. It blows my mind because why does it blow my mind? Because I wasn't raised in the in the church. I wasn't raised in Christianity. I didn't come into this thing until like my late 30s. But I'm telling y'all, I'm just like, what is happening? People are losing their mind and they're losing their way. At the end of the day, it's facts. Yeah, I get depressed. Yeah, listen, I listen. I sometimes deal with depression. But I thank God that I can call on his name. And I can just turn on some music. And I can just get in a zone. And just chill or take a ride, take a spin, just go take a trip. Sometimes I'll drive all the way to Morristown and drive all the way back. I don't go and stop to see nobody. I just drive there and drive back. I'll drive to Jefferson City, drive there and drive back. I'll drive to uh, 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 Turkey Creek sometimes, drive there and drive back. I don't drive too far because I really don't know where I'm going. But sometimes I just take a drive to clear my head, to clear my thoughts, to spend time with Jesus alone even Jesus was drove into the wilderness and was tempted by Satan but when we don't get into our word every day when we don't pray every day when we don't fast at least two and three times a week yeah Satan gonna come in and devour you he's gonna he's gonna we're gonna we're gonna press on you he wants to take everything that you have he wants to make the word blaspheme he wants to make the world look like it doesn't work Satan wants to make the world so like it has no power he wants to make the word the same as the, the word don't have power. But if you're reading the word, you should be able to speak to your life. Listen, I have people that I call on a daily and say, okay, I got to get this off me because I, this, I, I, I'm, and I release it. And then they pray for me. I'm not perfect. Oh my God, I'm not perfect. Honey, I struggle. I go through. I have marriage issues. I have children issues. I have grandchildren issues. Lord knows I do. But I ain't going to hell. For you. For nobody. I don't care who you are. It could be my husband. I ain't going to jail. It could be my kids. I ain't going to jail. It could be leaders that I know. I ain't going to jail. My salvation is what I work every day. 
Some days I do want to cut some folks out. Yes, I do. Lord knows. Sometimes I told somebody a few weeks back, boy, I feel the cuss words. I could taste them in my mouth. It's like my taste buds was just leaping, trying to get those words out of my mouth. So I'm not perfect. But you got to know the word of God. And you got to build up enough strength to hold on to the word. To hold on to Jesus. To touch his garment. I'm not losing my soul. And I ain't losing my salvation over folk who want to run around here and act as if they ain't got no self-discipline. That they ain't got no, no, nothing, nothing. I'm, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I done come too far. I have came too far. Too far. To turn around now. I, I, I done came too far. To turn around now. Too far. And I thank God. Because the Lord knew when to put this word all up in me. I don't know I don't know every, every word. I don't know every crick and cranny. I don't know everything from Genesis to Revelation. But I know enough to keep reading every day until I get all of it in my heart. So that no matter what I'm going through, I won't allow sin to destroy my desire. What is my desire to move out of Knoxville, Tennessee? What is my desire to have my five-bedroom home? What is my desire to see all my children saved and living on the Lord's side and doing ministry that the, that the, that the, that the, the prophetic has been spoken and the promises have been spoken? That's my desire. And I'm not going to allow their sin or my sin to destroy my desire, what God has for me. Period. And that's how we got to be. Not just as a person, not just as a wife, not just as a husband, not just as a leader. But all the way around the board, you got to make a choice how you're going to stand. And I don't want to steal it. And I don't want to take it. And I don't want to destroy somebody else to have it. I'm just going to sit and wait. I told my husband today, I'm going to get me a little storage, put all my boxes in storage. It's going to be content till God moves because people are stressing me out about it. What I see others are doing is stressing me out about it. And I'm just like, I don't want to allow what I see to dictate to what God has shown me. So if if I gotta wait a little much, wait a much longer, then I'm just gonna wait. But I'm not turning back to sin <laughs> because I have a desire. I'm not doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. I ain't doing it. So I beg all of you. I teach these lessons not just because of you. Because I'm trying to make it there too. I'm trying to get there myself. And stay in some places. Regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I hear. I'm not turning back. Not. And this right here. The danger of desire. Because some of you don't even know how I about lost my life. And when the Lord showed me this 
passage of scripture and this story about David and Bathsheba. I had no clue. That's why this hits home for me. Because I refuse to go back. I will not go back to doing what I used to do. I will not go back to the places that I was at. I will not allow people to take me there. I'm not doing it. And if I got to stand alone, and if I got to be alone, then alone is where I'm going to be. If I got to believe this thing for myself, by myself, then that is where I'm going to be. Because can't no devil in hell make me go back to the destruction place that I was in. And I was not a good person. And I refused to go back to that person. I refused. So if I am able to let somebody know that God is real. But you got to want it for yourself. Can't nobody make you do nothing that you don't want to do. But it's not going to stop me from giving the word of God. It's not going to stop me from teaching the word of God. It's not going to stop me to, 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 to help somebody else who has a desire to change. Who has a desire to be better. Who has a desire to make it to heaven one day. Who has a desire to be better today than yesterday. And not to be bitter for the rest of their lives. So this hit home for me. So if nobody wants to listen to me, it don't even matter. Because my, my help comes from the Lord, not from man. Because at the end of the day, I want to make it to heaven. That's where I want to go. So do I have bad days? I do. I do. Does my husband make me want to... Cuss him out or push him down a flight of steps. He does. And I'm sure the same thing for me. And y'all see all this stuff. Talking about somebody's like, well, that, that surely that can't be true. That it is true. We love each other. We desire one another. We've made it 27 years. That ain't fake. We're not faking it till we make it. Yeah, we have our arguments. But should, because we're arguing, we should not want to be around one another because we're having a bad day and a disagreement. We should not want to enjoy the fruits of our labor. We don't, we, we, we don't want to enjoy life. So he makes me mad and I say, no, I don't want to go eat with you. Yeah, he makes me mad. We're going to go eat. He makes me mad. We're still going to go do have our relations. He makes me mad. I make him mad. We're still going to love one another. We're still going to have a desire for one another. This thing is real. This thing is real. And people want to get into their flesh and act like that and lost their minds because they don't want to wait on God. Will y'all go and live your lives the way that you choose to live your life? I'm going to live my life according to the word of the Lord. Because I know that where I am today is because of God. I know that he didn't kill me because <laughs> he knew he had a work for me to do. Because he could have left me in that car and I could have just died right there in my car. And I would have went straight to hell come judgment day. I know that to be a fact. Nobody got to tell me that I'm acting unruly. I knew I was acting unruly. And you know when people are doing the most, you doing the most. 
But we want to blame everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. But we don't take responsibility for ourselves, for our actions, for what we say, for what we do. But we blame everybody else. But David, yeah, he did what he did. But it was Nathan who came around. And you got to continue to read the story. It was Nathan who came around. And the Lord sent Nathan to David to give him a little riddle, to give him a little rhyme, to give him an analogy, to let David recognize that was you. You're the man. You're the man. You messed up. You did this. You created this havoc. So therefore, that child that you have, it won't be because it was not in God's plan. And you had that child out of adultery. You had that child out of flesh. You had that child out of murder. You had that child out of destruction and, 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 and everything else. It was not a part of God's plan. But it was still a part of God's plan for David's life. Because David was a man after God's own heart. And I want to be a woman after God's own heart. If I mess up, I mess up. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Forget about what they did. I should have known better. I should have did better. I should have said better. I should have acted better. It's on me. Who, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And I'm done. I'm going to give y'all a prayer. Lord, thank you for the hope, the love, and the peace you pour into our lives, my life. Teach us to be grateful. And content with all that you give. Amen. Amen. And amen. And I don't care how many mistakes that I made in my life. I ain't moving without the Lord. I ain't doing it. If I messed up and it is what it is and it is what it is. I'm, I'm good. So. I pray that I bless you. I know y'all like who? Yes. Very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. Because I know where I've been. And I know where the Lord brought me from. And I, I like to help people. But yes, when God shows me destruction, yeah, I begin to get a little worried. I start praying and interceding and standing in the gap. And, and I don't sometimes don't don't know why because God don't show me. But I just be I just be down there, you know, down there. And I tell them all the time, I'm in the valley with you. I'm in the wilderness with you. I'm praying for you. When you can't pray for yourself, let me pray for you. Let me pray with you. When you can't move or you can't do and you want to throw in a towel, let me hold on a towel. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hold on to God's unchanging hands. Yes, we lose loved ones. Yes, we lose relationships. Yes, our lives are not perfect. But you got to trust God. And I learned that the hard way. I learned it the hard way. Amen. Amen. So know that. The danger of desire. The danger of desire. The danger of desire. The danger of desire. That's what that is. Even parents, I said to me, I said to my kids, don't let your wants hurt you. Your wants are going to hurt you. Accept the need that God has for you. And be content in what you have until he until he moves and put you where you're, you're supposed to be or where you need to be. Or you're right where you're supposed to be, but you don't want to be there because of all the habit that's going around in your life. It's fine. Don't let sin destroy your desire. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Couple Together Bible Study, The Danger of Desire. Know that I love you, but the Lord loves you more. Amen. And if it's, if it's his will, I'll be on here again on tomorrow at 12 noon. May the Lord, no, I'm, about to, I'm about to say, may the Lord watch between me and thee, but I won't say that. But may God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.